0: The Jay Garvin Show, Home and Mortgage Talk, Saturdays at 8 a.m., Mondays and Tuesdays at 7 p.m., here on KRDO News Radio, 105.5 FM, 1240 AM, and 92.5 FM. Now, here's your host, Jay Garvin.
1: This segment is brought to you by Empire Title Bill McAfee, your best of the best Colorado Springs gold winner. thanks for joining me. I am Jay, your host right here at the Jay Garvin Show, Home and Mortgage Talk, and I've got a great cult classic topic radio show for you today, so I'm very excited. I appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule, whether it's today, live on Saturday, out of the studio on the 16th, or whether you're listening to Monday or Tuesday, the rebroadcast. I'm excited to have this time with you. I've got a lot of things packed into this show. We've got a lot of conversations to have, so I'm going to hit it off real fast. You can get a hold of me right at 719-330-1457. That's me directly. That's going to be given out for a limited time. It's five, six years now, Matt, that we've been giving out that number. I started to do that to get personal access to you, the listener. This is going to be one of the last years that I do that. For questions and loans, just as we're growing, I'm starting to pull back a little bit. But I appreciate each and every one of you. Let's make 2019 the year that you and I connect, whether it's through my classes that I have, whether it's through you calling me and my team for refinance mortgage, a purchase mortgage. I really want to get to know a lot of you. I've done live events. Did one in January uh, with the Smart Money Dave Ramsey team and got to meet more than 30 of you that I never have before. Our classes are huge. I've got a big class coming up this next week on the 19th, Tuesday. The 19th is investment property class. I got new materials, new slides. If you're listening on Saturday and Monday, you still have a chance to get here. I've literally only got six Seats left, So, I want you to go to ChurchillColorado.com. ChurchillColorado.com. I don't care if you have a desire to do a mortgage, whether you own an investment property or not. This is a great hour and a half informative class, 630 to 8 o'clock. Have open discussion from 8 to 830 so you can learn more how to build wealth and retirement through investment properties. If you're listening on Tuesday, high five. I'm teaching the class literally as you're listening to this replay. And you can always sign up. Go to ChurchillColorado.com. I've got a class every third Tuesday of the month at 6.30 p.m. This one, the next one is on March 19th, this Tuesday, 6.30 p.m. There's one in April, May. I have new home buyer class. VA home buyer class, retirement classes, your home, your mortgage, your retirement. These are great informative dialogues going back and forth, and it gives you and I a chance to meet. Also, I've got a lot of things going on with guests. Of course, you know the third and fourth week of every month I have the economic update with Bill McAfee, and then Justin Hermes does real estate realities. He's got his own show as well, and we do this radio show to keep you informed. Also, I've recently partnered, as you'll hear the commercials, the switchbacks, soccer, Very, very excited about that. Uh, We've got some big matches coming up. Listen to the commercials during the break. But I'm going to have James Reagan, one of the uh, leaders, the vice president, come in and maybe get some of the players in here. So I want your feedback. Soccer fans out there, I am uh, traditionally an American football fan, but with my father-in-law being just a crazy soccer fan, and my best friend next to you know my lord and my wife Ken Smith, one of my team members longest standing is a switchbacks and entire soccer fan across the board. So give me your feedback there. I can hook you up with some tickets. If you uh, are interested in soccer, I'm excited to have a partnership. Widener Field is amazing. We can get you in, and they say my city, my team. I'm going to be at the game, so you reach out to me, and I'll give you information on how to get tickets. But I'm just really excited. Before I uh, go into the title of the show, I want to let you know that you can get a copy of this show just by calling me at 330-1457. Of course, you know, new listeners don't, that I'm your friend. I'm also a licensed real estate mortgage lender, so I do residential mortgage in purchase, refinance, investment property, primary residence, second homes, single family, condos, townhomes, duplexes, threeplexes, fourplexes. You start to get any bigger than that, and that's commercial, but I'm licensed, and I'm here for you, and that's exactly what I want to talk about today. Real estate, specifically, talking about the cult classic show that I Started way back in January of 2012. Demographics in America. Today's show is titled Drumroll, Matt. <laughs> Demographics in Real Estate. The Wave is Coming. So this is absolutely huge. What I'm going to do here in the show premise was, hey, we're coming into the busy season. I did uh, a show on real estate in the spring last week. It was a big hit talking about springtime real estate, and our market is really starting to rumble. What I call pregnant in the spring to just burst, probably not even a child or twins or triplets, We have a huge springtime coming in real estate. Our team alone, which I have eight people on my team, six licensed individuals, seven as of last week, I guess, out of eight. And we have over 27 clients that are fully approved, out looking at houses right now. The inventory just has not come on the market, so it is gonna be a bang of activity. And that's why I wanna talk about demographics in real estate. First of all, what is demographics? How does it apply to real estate? Generational consumption, how does that interact? Economic supply and demand, our supply and demand economies, generational consumption, all of these things apply to actually everything in life, but most specifically, they apply to real estate. I want to tell you right now that demographics is something that I discovered in 2010 and 2011, well before radio was launched. And as this show resonates with you, please give me a call at 719-330-1457. We can sit down. This really is a crystal ball, understanding what I'm going to talk to you about in demographics. This is stuff that I learned from four or five different authors, but the predominant one is Harry Dent. Harry Dent did the Roaring 2000 Demographics. There's so many, five, six books. Just look up Harry Dent. He predicted successfully a lot of things that happened in the 90s and the early 2000s. And it basically was off the premise of supply and demand economics, generational consumption. And here is really the big difference in my look at real estate. First and foremost, I break down things in a supply and demand approach. Very, very simple analogy that I use, and that is if you walk onto a car lot and there are 10 cars for sale on that lot, and because the demand is low with only five couples walking onto the lot, there's more than enough cars for everybody. Each couple's going to walk away with a car, they're going to get them at a reduced price, and the dealer's still going to have five cars left on the lot. Well, if the opposite occurs, it becomes much more competitive, where if you have five cars on the lot and you have 10 couples, coming to purchase them. Only half of the couples, 5 out of 10, are going to get the cars. They're going to pay premium for those cars. The dealer's going to be happy with the profit, and the couples are going to be frustrated. Well, that same thing applies to real estate, and it's happening in Colorado today, so don't go anywhere. After the break, I'm going to jump into demographics and real estate. The wave is coming. You're listening to The Jay Garvin Show.
0: <laughs> oh, my The Jay Garvin Show, Home and Mortgage Talk, Saturdays at 8 a.m., Mondays and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Here on KRDO News Radio, 105.5 FM, 1240 a.m., and 92.5 FM. We're back with your home mortgage Jedi. Jay Garvin's.
1: This segment is brought to you by Arrow Moving and Storage and Patrick Giffrich, your relocation consultant. Well, thanks so much for sticking with me. I'm jumping right into our show title today, Demographics in Real Estate, The Wave is Coming. A lot of different uh, things to go through here. I want to review demographics with you, supply and demand, generational consumption, how this is affected and relates to real estate. Demographics, in my show outline I want to explain to you, just amplifies any current issue. You have large generations and small generations that I'm going to go through. This has been happening for hundreds of years in the United States. The cycle repeats itself. But how does this apply to real estate? How can you understand it? How can you apply these principles to take advantage for you? And then I'm going to finish up with an expanded view of demographics and three basic things I'm going to end with. First of all, how does supply and demand affect the buyers with competitive buying or the lack thereof number one number two let's talk about supply and demand in the time of the seasons again hot seasons in the summer cool seasons in the winter and then thirdly we're going to get down really from a macro to a micro level and say hey what's the supply and demand in the demographics inside of the neighborhoods and the zip codes So if you understand these three concepts, not only with the generational timing of buying, but also the seasonal time of buying, and then most specifically, the location and supply and demand based on zip codes, school districts, and neighborhoods, you understand all of this you are going to double or triple the effects that you have investment, equity, and profit-wise going into your next home buying decision and going into your financial decisions for retirement and for wealth building. So what I'm going to do is knock it off first with demographics. What in the heck is it? Well, demographics, first and foremost, you guys, is just a breakdown of generations. And generations are linked together by age but also by common generational interests, experiences, and trends. So first and foremost, the traditional generation that we first can remember is the Great Generation. And the Great Generation was born from 1900 to 1925. And those are the individuals that fought World War II. They were adults in the Great Depression, and then they went on to birth The baby boomers. The very next generation, which is my parents, born from 1926 to really 1946, was the silent generation. And then, of course, we have our most popular and widely recognized generation, which is the baby boomers. And this is the boom coming out of World War II. This is the one generation that is specifically defined by a specific date, 1945 to 1965, the immediate years after... World War II and the boom of babies. Then you have Gen Xers, which is me, that's not alphabetical, it's numerical X. Generation 10, Roman numeral 10, it's the 10th generation since the Constitution, the 13th generation since the landing of the Pilgrims. And we are born from 1965 to roughly 1985. Some people put 81, but I'm just going to keep this very, very simple. And now you have the new favorite and the largest generation in the history of the United States and the world, and that's the Millennials. They're basically born from 1981 to 2001. Some people say 1985 to 2005. It doesn't matter. It's 20 years from the 80s to the break of the 2000s. And then, of course, we have the generation that's coming to maturity right now. They call it Gen Y. Why they do that, I don't know. But the reality in demographics is this. The greatest generation is about a 58 million in size generation that consumed did a lot of the hard lifting and labor during the Great Depression, during the First World War for some of them. The Second World War most definitely for most of them. And then right after, you had the silent generation. These are individuals 1925 to 45. They were kids during World War II. They were kids during the Great Depression. And there's about 61 million of them. Larger, but not significantly larger than the great generation. And then, here's the big one. You had the baby boomers. A big, huge boom of babies. From 1945 to 1965, now get this, instead of 60 million silent generation consumers, it boomed, thus the name Baby Boomers, it boomed all the way up to 78 million. So we had 16 to 18 million extra consumers during the 80s. Remember that, because I'm going to come back to that. And it was a huge push of what? Supply and demand consumption, whether it was a coonskin hat, whether it was Davy Crockett, whether it was the launch of the Mustang by Lee Iacocca in when, 1964, 65, 66, when all of these baby boomers were just getting their license. Any similarities there to the huge economic boom from 85, 95, 2005? That 20 years was an unprecedented boom. Remember that? I'm going to come back to that. And then you have Gen X. My generation, after the baby boomers, from 1965 to 1981, 1985, another 20 years, a generation, and we're the first generation in the history of the United States to actually be smaller than the generation before us. This is huge to understand because all this comes together, and that primarily was because of Wade versus Roe in the 70s. There just was a lot of babies that weren't born in the 70s. And our generation has only 45 to 48 million members, literally 25 to 30 million members short of the baby boomers. So the Great Recession never surprised me. I knew we were short 25 to 30 million consumers when 2005 rolled around. That's like taking New York, Miami, Chicago, and L.A. metropolitan areas off the face of the earth. 30 million consumers short. That's why I launched this show in 2012, because in 2008 and 2009, my wife and I sold all of our properties knowing that prices were going to collapse based on the fact that there were not enough Gen Xers to buy what the baby boomers were selling. There was a huge push of real estate in 2000 to 2006, and I told people back then, Gen Xers are going to have to buy three and four houses each just to stay even with the 30 million adult consumers that we were short. Now I laugh and say my wife and I did our fair share. We bought not five, not six, seven houses. And I was hoping to build two, maybe $3 million worth of wealth during that time as soon as we paid them off. And I've ended up just now, year to date, four to five million in houses because the boom has been more explosive than even I anticipated. But here we go. The last part of this leg is the millennials. In demographics, these are the individuals born from 1980 to 2000. Call it 1985 to 2005. It doesn't matter, it's 20 years. The largest birth year in the history of the United States is 1991. The millennials have 87 million consumers. So when people like you call me and say, hey, Jay, is there going to be a burst in this bubble? Is there going to be a correction? If I had a dollar for every one of you listening right now, I just talked to a couple this weekend that is a radio listener. That goes to my investment property class. Well, we're just sitting on the side to see what's going to happen in the real estate market. Well, I'll tell you what's going to happen in the real estate market. It's going to explode. We've already went from $180,000 median-priced home in 2012 in this city all the way up to this month in the Gazette, which I'm going to talk about in housekeeping. House prices climb again. The median price in Colorado Springs this month is $315,000. This year, it's going to hit double from what it was in 2012. Why? Because we have 87 million millennials that are coming to age and are now first-time home buyers, and it's not even going to get hot. We don't even know what hot is. By 2021 to 2025, house prices are going to go up another 50 bucks a square foot, and you can say, Jay, how are we going to afford this? Like all Americans do. You're just going to finance and leverage it. Less than 3 to 5%. Of the consumers I talk about even have $30,000 in the bank, let alone 3000 So you have to be a contrarian. But here before the end of the segment, I'm going to finish up with demographics. You have the silent generation that had 60 million consumers. You had the baby boomers, which has 78 million consumers. You have my generation that has 45 to 48 million consumers. And now you have the millennials that have 87. Small generation, big generation. Small generation, big generation. In 2012, there was 10 cars on the uh, automobile lot, and there was only five couples walking on. And we all got houses for a deal, and there was houses left over, and people just weren't buying them because of their financial situation. And most importantly, the millennials were not old enough to buy yet, and the baby boomers were trying to downsize and get rid of them because they turned 60 and were hoarding their money. But here is the pretense of all of this. If you look at the baby boomers, a big generation, and the millennials, a big generation, you look to when those generations turn 40, which is the first part of their prime earning and spending years, and you watch them until they're 60. So test this theory. In 1985 to 2005 when the baby boomers were 40 to 60 years old no one will dispute that we had an unparalleled economy through the reagan years and through the bill clinton years it had very little to do with the presidents and more to do with the supply and demand you had the biggest generation that was out there consuming and producing in huge numbers that totally fell flat in 2005 6 and 7 when we started a transition to my generation, Gen X, and it is remaining slow, just getting momentum, and it's not going to hit its real beat until 2020, 2025. But stick with me, I'm going to get into this, because by 2025 to 2035, we're going to have an explosion in the economy, and it doesn't matter what Congress. It doesn't matter what president is in control. I don't care if Paulus is in charge or Trump or whoever. Is that president or governor? We are going to see an explosion, and I'll help you get ready through the details of understanding knowledge right after this break. You're listening to The Jay Garvin Show. We're talking about demographics
0: in real estate. Give me your eyes just one second. Give me your eyes so I can't see. Everything that I keep missing. Give me love for humanity. The Jay Garvin Show, Home and Mortgage Talk, Saturdays at 8 a.m., Mondays and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Here on KRDO News Radio, 105.5 FM, 1240 a.m., and 92.5 FM. We're back now. Here's Jay Garvin's. Hey, where's the beat? My my generation!
1: Sticking with me, I am Jay. You're listening to the Jay Garvin Show, Home and Mortgage Talk. Demographics in real estate, the wave is coming, is the subject today. Before I get into it, I'm going to do some housekeeping. There we go. I love it. Housekeeping. Housekeeping. Number one article I want to share with you is Home Prices Climb in Colorado Springs. Here's a article from... Seven, eight days ago, March 9th, home prices climb in Colorado Springs. It's interesting because the median price or the midpoint of homes sold in February of 2019 is $315,000. $315,000. Last month, it was just 303. That's a 7.7% increase from the same time, the same month, last year. And everybody says, oh, the real estate market is cooling off. 7.7% increase in median price from year-to-year, month-to-month comparison is not slowing down. I would actually be more comfortable with this being at like 4 to 6%. This razor speed of appreciation, 2017, 2018, 2019, they've all been at 10%. We're going to be at about 10% again this year. Why? Because we have so many people coming to market right here 2014 15 16 17 have all been banner years and it's no coincidence that the median age in united states and el paso county is about 32 years old for buying a house and today's topic is demographics in real estate go figure no coincidence this is almost the exact age that the millennials have hit the millennials in 2014 just hit 32 33 years old lo and behold individuals activity are very hard to predict but if you take a whole demographic or a whole age group insurance adjusters do it all the time you can predict down to the penny and the dollar and the date as to what they're going to do as a populace and that's exactly what's happening other uh, things that are happening here in the news again this one is on March 9th townhouses have an increasingly growing place in the lives of home buyers. Yeah, because it's hard now to get a decent house in Colorado Springs under 300,000. Imagine being in Denver where the median house is 480 or the median house up in Boulder which is up over 520. You can't even look at a single family home in Denver and in Boulder for your first home. Colorado Springs is the the last Growing economy on the front range that you can buy a house under three hundred thousand and have it be a single family home, so of course, town homes are starting to become increasingly popular. We had Harry Sanders, a friend of mine, he and his wife Lauren friends of mine, they just bought the Clarion Hotel down there on Bijou, and I think it's a brilliant idea of creating affordable homes, doing a condo conversion on that so people can get homes for well under 300000 here and call it their own, but more of them are going to become townhomes, more of them are going to become condos, and when the whole median price gets up over $350,000 in Colorado Springs, I'm really going to embrace townhomes And condos more because I want you to get into the real estate market and purchase. Not only you, I'm preaching to the choir, but you listening, your adult children, your friends, your relatives, your patrons at church, your neighbors, help people get into real estate because real estate is the number one wealth building tool for the middle class American. Homeowners have 30 times the net worth of renters, and tag, you're it. Plug these people into me, 330-1457. I educate individuals. I'm not a hard salesman, but if someone's not earning a 10% raise every single year and they want to be a homeowner, they better get into the market right now or they're going to have the cost of waiting because if you get a 3% raise, you're 7 6% behind the real estate market every single year. Now, one of the surprising things is every metropolitan area eventually has their inventory catch up with their demand. And Denver Metro is no different. For the first time in seven years, home prices actually dropped in Denver. So for the first time in seven years, since like 2012, you can buy a house in Denver for less than you could last year. Colorado Springs hasn't had that in seven years, and we're not going to have that for six to eight more years because our housing started out so much more affordable. But that's housekeeping. Some of the key articles, millennials, you have to figure out another article here to eliminate debt or it's going to bury your American dream. I'll help you go through that. Some interesting facts here, Low Credit Union has a class action suit against it for charges. It's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. But that's the news. The last thing I want to mention in housekeeping is my investment property class coming this Tuesday. If you're listening on Saturday or Monday, please, please, please. I only have four seats left. This is a class worth $95 value. You're getting it for free if you go to ChurchillColorado.com to sign up. ChurchillColorado.com to sign up on your personal computer. Pull down the event and classes tab. Sign up for that. Carolyn and I will be hosting you this Tuesday, the 19th at 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. for a class and discussion. So that's all for local news. Now let's jump right back into demographics in real estate. The wave is coming, and I tell you the reason the wave is coming. I laid out the generations of the... Silent Generation, that was born from 1925 to 45 that had 60,000 consumers. They're now passing away at an alarming rate, even more so the World War II heroes before in the greatest generation. But the baby boomers, 78 million consumers uh, born from 1945 basically to 1965. Then you have my generation born 1965 to 1985. Key here, there's 45 million of me. 78 million baby boomers were the first generation that's smaller than our predecessor. We're generation 10 through 10 generations in the United States. They all were a little bit or a lot larger than their predecessor. And now, bada, bada, boom, shh, you've got the famous, the infamous millennials. Born from, call it 19, I call it 1981 to 2001 Some studies say 1985 to 2005. Some say 1980 to 2000. It doesn't matter. You know, it it basically is from the early 80s all the way through the end of the millennium. Pick 20 years. And this generation has 87 million consumers. The largest birth year in the history of our country and this generation is 1991. Now, if you go forward and look at all of these generations and what was occurring when all of them were in their prime earning years from being 40 years old to 50 years old, this is what I tell people. I'm 50 years old right now, and economically, I'll kick anybody's butt. I may not be as fast as a 40-year-old, but I can think and have much more business intellect through traditional experience. But for any 60-year-old, they might have more knowledge than me, But I still have a higher level of production and energy. So from 40 to 60 years old is when you're putting together your most collective production spending, all of that. Soccer moms fall in that. Kids going to college, you're paying for that. Uh, There's no doubt. My wife and I have built a majority, more than 80% of our wealth was built over the last five years from being 45 to 50 years old. I can't imagine being 60. I'm already tired at 50. But 20 year olds don't even know where their head is. They're just spinning around trying to find out how to put their arms in their jacket. In the 30s, people have their degrees, they're educated. I feel sorry for this generation now. They're riddled with consumer and school debt, but finally in your 30s you fall in love, you're starting to buy your first house, you're trying to find your career or your second or your third, but by the 40s you better have things in a groove, and 40 to 60 is your prime earning and spending years. Well, look at the baby boomers with 1985 to 2005, there was 18 million extra consumers and that created the largest expansion in United States history during that time frame. And go into all the companies like the AT&T and the Apples and all of these companies that came into existence, Dell Computers. The list goes on and on and on. We went from the Industrial Revolution to the Information Age. But now, look at just over 18 million extra consumers created that huge boom. Well, now let's look at the millennials. And this is where I'm going to switch into real estate. If the same thing is true and millennials are born you know, from 1980 to 1985, that means... That when they hit 40, I don't care, anywhere from 2020 to 2025, we're not going to have 18 million extra consumers come to market. We're having 40 million extra consumers come to market. The amount of extra consumers in the millennial generation is almost equal to mine. See, my generation is 45 million, and they're 87 million, where the baby boomers changed the history of everything from 1985 to 2005 with 18 million extra consumers. The millennials are going to do it with 40-plus million extra consumers. That's why the expansion from 2020 or 2025 to 35 to 45 is going to be gigantic, and we're already seeing it. That's why the rental market exploded so fast. This is why airlines are doing well again, because more people are traveling for business. This is why the automobile manufacturers are recovering, because there's more people driving cars. This is exactly why the college and the education is exploding, because there's more people in their buildings. And real estate is the best way for the middle class to build wealth, so tag, you're it. If you don't get in and help people get into this, you're going to suffer, and this is what we have. Now, what I want to do is take that consumption theory. Instead of having five people search for houses and ten being available, We've went from 10 people searching to houses for 10 available. Now we're up to 15 people searching for houses and only 10 available. And in Colorado Springs, we're going to get up to 20 people searching for a house with only 10 available. So it's going to be double the competition, and it's going to continue. And now on top of that, you have down and up portions of the season. I buy all of my houses between September and March And guess what? I'm selling a house this year. Guess when I'm going to list it? April 15th. Because that's the hottest. April and May are the hottest months for sellers, and they're the most competitive and frustrating months for buyers. So if people want to buy a house in the summer, I'm going to be there to help them. But if someone wants to take the most advantage, I'm going to say, hey, with supply and demand, recognize what Warren Buffett says, buy low and sell high. So you not only have an overall Increased competitive field in buying houses because of the time that we're in. Hey, in a perfect world, you would have all bought houses with me in 2012 when I launched the show like I told you. Last year, I didn't buy any homes at all because you not only had a hot market, but you had excessively high interest rates. Interest rates are a couple, maybe a half to a quarter of a point lower than last year. That helps you get more buying power. I'm going to sell a house this year, and I'm probably going to buy one more in the fall. But I didn't buy last year. And I let people buy, but if you're asking me, not only should you be aware of the demographics with where and how the millennials are buying, see, in 2014, the first millennial turned 32 years old, and that's the median age for first-time homebuyers. They're behind a little bit, but now, forever, for the next 10 years, you're going to deal with 30%, 35%, 40% of the market being first-time homebuyers. By 2025, we're going to have 50% of all the homebuyers. First time home buyers in the millennial. And if you go from 1991 all the way up to 2031, 2031 is going to be the highest selling year for real estate in the history of America. I'll tell you it right now. I'll bet you a thousand bucks because it's demographics. So the last thing I want to do is I go into this next segment is wrap things up and say, not only did this supply and demand exist with big generations, small generations, big generations, small generations, but it also demographics in real estate exists because of fast seasons and slow seasons, high sale months, low sale months. And I'm going to go through that. So stick around. But I'm also going to go through the high appreciating zip codes and the high appreciating neighborhoods as well as the, the low ones and the slow ones. So you combine those three things, and you really can hit the ball out of the park. Because you understand in Colorado Springs, all real estate appreciated 35% over the last five years. That's 7% a year. But in some zip codes like Manitou, it only appreciated 18% and where you have 8809098090380905 zero, 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 around downtown those were 50 to 60%. So know the difference and take advantage of it. I'll be back right after the break to wrap things up. Down, moving on, moving on,
0: The Jay Garvin Show: Home and Mortgage Talk. Saturdays at 8 a.m. Mondays and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Here on KRDO News Radio 105.5 FM, 12:40 a.m. and 92.5 FM. We're back with your home mortgage best friend, Jay Garvin's. We want to palm. You are.
1: Jay Garvin's here. You're listening to the Jay Garvin Show and my podcast right here on Cardio News Radio. I'm summarizing the topic of today, which is demographics and real estate. The wave is coming. You can go to Cardio.com and get my podcast, but you also can go to JGarvins.com to get the entire recording of my show along with iTunes. But in summary, I'm covering three things in demographics, in real estate, the wave is coming. I went through the history of demographics with big generations, small generations, the uh, silent generation from 1925 to 1945, which has 60 million members, The marquee generation, the baby boomers from 1945 to 1965 that had a whopping 78 million members. That's 18 million extra consumers than the generation before them. And then you have me, the Gen Xers, from 1965 to basically 1985. There's only 45 million of us, and that's why the Great Recession came. We were 30 million consumers short in my prime earning years starting in 2005 it's went all the way through 2015 and it's going to drag along all the way through 2020 and on but now the coveted generation the millennials born basically from 19 call it 85 to 2005 anywhere in there it's about 1982 to 2002 to be technical But there's 87 million of these individuals. For you, the radio listener, many of these are your adult children. Hopefully most of them are out and free and graduating from college and not still in your basement. But this generation takes a lot of heat. Because they're so large, they got a marketing capitalistic bullseye on their back. And if that's you, you'll understand, hey, I love being a Gen Xer because no one talks about me. No one cares about me. So I'm like this stealth little ninja that just comes in and and buys houses or builds businesses and nobody knows. And then I help the baby boomers and the millennials consume. These generations acquire debt. I do not. And you can learn to do the same yourself because with the millennials, if you think the baby boomers had an explosive time of productivity from the ages of being 40 years old to 60 years old from 1985 to 2005, no one will dispute that these were the most explosive economic and personal wealth years in United States during the Reagan and the Clinton administrations. Well, now we're going to see the exact same thing. When the millennials turn 40 to 60 prime earning years, before 40 you're trying to figure things out, after 60 you're starting to hoard and retire and cut back. From 2020 or 2025 to 2035 and 45, it's going to be an explosive time. And the earlier you show up on the show, the earlier you jump on the train, the earlier you buy real estate and eliminate your debt, the more your adult children, your friends, your neighbors, some of you listening right now in your late 30s are going to be able to take advantage. And I'm telling you, this is why I have five, six, and now seven houses, because I'm buying beautiful houses that the millennials will want to buy when they come to their prime purchasing years. 32 years old is the median age that an American buys a house, and is it in a coincidence that real estate really started to take off fast 2014, 15, and 16? And now humming into 2070, The first millennials statistically started to buy their houses in 2014 and 15. They're just getting their momentum. We're going to go through one recession here. Statistically, it's time, 2019 or 20. And then the hors d'oeuvre, the appetizer course is over. And we are just going to explode. And if you think houses are expensive now, the median house price in Colorado Springs is 315000 I'm saying before 2020, the median house price in Colorado Springs is going to be up to 350 dollars And it's not going to slow down until 2025 to where it's at $400,000. We've still got $50,000 of median home value. We went from 100 bucks a square foot to 150 Now we're at $200 a square foot. It's no big deal for people to spend $250 to $300 a square foot in Colorado Springs. So now let's go into the second part. Not just demographics and generational consumption. See, because the wave is coming. These millennials are coming. They're coming of age. They're getting rid of their student debt. They're buying their first house. We're just at the early adapters right now. But the second part of demographics in real estate is the supply and demand, not in the generations, but the supply and demand within the calendar year. Sure, it's okay if you buy a house in April, May, June, July, and August, and even September. I'm going to be there to help you. I'm a licensed mortgage lender, meaning I fund my own money. I have eight people on my team. I would love to earn your business to buy your next home, either with a purchase mortgage or a refinance. I guarantee I can help you build wealth because one of the things I'm going to do, buy your first home now. The cost of waiting is going to be more expensive than buying in the summer. But if you're working with me and you're buying multiple homes, investment properties, doing things strategically, I'm going to help you buy all of your houses in the off-season. I'm not going to teach you to go to Walmart at 10 a.m. in the morning on Saturday when it's just a shove fest. I'm going to teach you to go at 6 p.m. at night on a Tuesday when it's chilled and you can navigate the store without battle gear. Same thing with real estate. All seven of my houses I have bought before March – Before March, I've went under contract and I've had all of them that have started after October. So I go November, December, January, February, March. Those are the five. Now, I have went under contract in March and closed in the end of May. But if you're under contract, you're not on the market. You've got it signed. So I really want you to look at that demographic of where in the calendar month you want to prepare your purchase. The millennials... The millennials have shifted the market from the hottest months being June and July to where the hottest months now are April and May because they don't have children in school. They're not worried about all that. The smartest ones are getting to market right when the first houses are available, so they have the best pickings. The housing market actually slows down a little bit within the summer, and I can teach you the ebb and flow of that. So call me at 330-1457, and I can help you get an additional 5 15% savings in even a hot market from what your competition is buying and paying. But also the last one is this. Demographics in real estate exists by individual neighborhoods and zip codes. So the example I'll use is Colorado Springs, El Paso County. We've appreciated 35% in real estate value from 2012 through the end of 2017. I did this study. That's 35% average, 7% a year. But individual neighborhoods and zip codes, if you look at Manitou's neighborhoods, Manitou's, they have proportionately higher-priced real estate, and they've only appreciated 18% over the last five, six years. Where if you look at 80909, 80910, 80905, 80903, around the downtown area, east of downtown, south of downtown, it's 65% and 52% respectively. So those are in demand because those are the areas that are growing the most. Those are the most lucrative. You have good school districts. All of those things matter. So if you put these three things together, the big takeaway is this. Knowledge is power. Most lenders are just there to give you a transaction. They give you the perfect boat in the desert. It's a great vessel. It just has no application to your goals. And many of you don't even know that. Some people are actually incentivized to help you make bad decisions. Well, you want to call me and my team because I'm going to help you navigate, get enough knowledge, and knowledge is power. So hopefully that was helpful. Like I state at the end of every show and podcast, I want you all to go grow and prosper. Tell someone close to you that you love them because that's what matters in the end. Not the demographics, not even the real estate, your memory and your relationships. That's what matters. And if you've not found your passion and your calling and purpose in life, pray to God that the Lord would deliver it to you, because that's what I found in you, the radio listener. Someone that I would educate, give knowledge to, build a friendship with just because. And don't forget to go sign up. There's only four seats left for my investment property class on the 19th, Tuesday, next Tuesday, the 19th of March, if you're listening on saturday or monday go now change your schedule be there and if you're listening on tuesday my class is going on go to churchillcolorado.com pull down the classes and events tab on your personal computer sign up be the last four to come in it's worth 95 dollar value for you for free you've been listening to the jay garvin show have a great week
0: Hope the world is in our generation. It's all left up to us to change this present situation. The proceeding was a paid program on KRDO News Radio.